0: Welcome to another edition of The Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod, and this guy here is Mr. Creative, but he's also known as... I'm a dangerous man today.
1: I'm a dangerous, dangerous man. Oh, I like I'm when you're a- dangerous. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's really tall. Do you know why? Do you know why, you, you know why he's really tall? You can tell just by looking. No. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes you can. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like it in a football field. I remember the first time I heard that, someone, someone was like, "Oh, he's really tall. And you can't coach that." Like, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, it's so, pretty, pretty much who he is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I'm a bit dangerous. I'm a bit dangerous because
0: it's a bit more
1: than a bit dangerous. I am a bit dangerous today. Sorry, thank you, thank you for your vote of confidence there, sir. But no, because I am bored.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Bored, bored, bored. You know why I'm bored? You know why I'm bored? I figured it out. I figured it out because you've gone into bloody lockdown again.
0: Oh, shit. Don't even start me on lockdown. What is a 4.0 now or 5.0? Yeah. I don't even know what? how many times we've locked down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I reckon they're just like it's a fire drill. It's just become, like, you know, the bloody alarm goes off and everyone goes, oh, bloody hell, so here we go, and pack up your computer and walk down 27 flights of stairs and, you know, stand around outside, have a couple of cigarettes and a cup of coffee, and then walk back up again and everyone goes, oh, it's just a drill. You know, I just... <laughs> yeah, just well, what a bloody great use of our time yeah they're just keeping us fresh they're keeping us ready for when the great buddy viral invasion actually does turn up <laughs> and we're and we're found hovering in our hiding in our cupboards sitting sipping buddy cups of bonnox and hoping that the chips will last until next Wednesday I was like I have no idea what's going on anymore <laughs> but I tell you what I did do and, okay, uh, you tell me. please I. <laughs> Thank you for your continued show of interest, um, Tristan. But I know
0: where this is headed, so I'm bloody interested. And I know you ever saying you're bored is definitely a foray into something bloody fabulous. So let's get it on.
1: Well, if you want to get very, very uh, emotional about advertising, and whether that emotion is, gee, I'm really glad that I work in advertising, or isn't that inspirational that I work in advertising, or what a bunch of wankers we are. Um, Tip yourself, tip yourself into the um, uh, Channel 9's latest um, uh, foray into a, a version of the great debate called Does Advertising Lead Culture? Um, and it's from uh, 9 Productivity or 9 whatever it is, we'll put the name up here and the link. And, okay. But it's essentially six people from uh, various advertising agencies and some very, very heavy hitters. Like there's the head of strategy at McCann Erickson and, mm-hmm. and an academic who's, you know, done time with David Ogilvy himself, sat at his feet drinking whiskey and, you know, the, some some people that are sort of part of Channel 9 and other people that are, anyway.
0: A lot of people, six of them there, and they're all worthy is what you're saying.
1: They're all worthy, and don't we, buddy, know it. Don't we know how worthy they are because you can tell just by listening to them how worthy they are. Like, just a, like there were three jokes in the whole thing. Really? It was a bit too serious, was it? It was a whole lot of just let me tell
0: you how good I am, and when I'm finished, can I tell you a little bit more?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I could... And I'll make, I'll make vague references to the fact that maybe advertising does lead culture. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people who were um, on the uh, voter meter that they had during the, you know, for and against and, you know. Yeah, right.
0: So they had what the old, like the old worm and the, um,
1: what was it, in the, the great debate? Yeah. You can dial yeah. it that way, yeah. with a dirty worm. And it was, uh, and it was like, do, uh, are we voting for the fact that advertising leads culture? Bullshit! Um, we were... We were, um, uh, but they seem to the the worm the wormometer the the bitty, the meter whatever it's called yeah right just like there are a whole lot of people that were saying yes it does lead culture it's like how does advertising lead culture how does how do we have how do we get so pretentious that we actually decide that advertising leads culture like why is that even why is that so you can see how. You can see which part of the emotional commitment I have to this bloody great industry of ours. You can see where I land on that particular scale, can't you? You can. <laughs> oh, so I did what I like. I like so what I what I do when I'm uh, when I'm bored is I um because I, I live so desperately inside the advertising bubble. I um I tried to find you know. I try to find proof that, you know, sometimes advertising can lead culture and advertising, I think, can contribute to culture.
0: I think there's the word, JD. <clears throat> if you think it can lead culture and that means that it's actually dragging culture's ass along down the road, you're yeah. kidding yourself. Yeah. But if you can say that it influences culture, that's a considerably different statement. Thank
1: you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. I think uh, I think at its best, I think, uh, I think advertising... Does contribute to culture. Good advertising.
0: Well, does- it can more than it does. I mean, it, it it doesn't actually do it per se, but it can if it's good. Yes, it can contribute to culture.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you know, you, you go back over over the whole um, uh, like when Marlboro Marlboro cigarettes went from um, uh, advertising to women, they were trying to position themselves as a women's cigarette. Cigarette for Ladies, and they had they had elegant women in 1920s kind of ball gowns with, her, you know, cigarette holders and, you know, boy for boy voices. Yeah, right. Yeah. They said, uh, oh, I reckon we should probably chase the blokes. And so the Marlboro Man was invented and all of a sudden the manliest of all manly bloody stereotypes, the bloody Western Plains Cowboy. We all grew came. moustaches.
0: We got those furry ugly jackets. I yeah. got up on a horse and thought, you know what, this cigarette's
1: for me. And and didn't it just turn around? Turn around sales, and it um it created just a whole um it created a generation of people with lung cancer. Is what that did. And well, um, did it didn't, do that. It didn't affect culture? <laughs> the decision for De Beers to actually say diamonds have a value that is far in excess of emeralds and rubies and like, because diamonds were like they've got no colour, they've got no value. And then De Beers went, no, if it really matters, give you give you a loved one one of these. This is a diamond; this is forever. Yeah, right. and it diamond sales. You know. So, yeah, I think um, uh, not happy jam, You know, all of that kind of like there's there's bits dumb ways to die. You know, these kind of things just find our way into our you know everyday speak into our our culture. Just do it. You know. Whatever, yeah. but all that like advertising leads culture. I've what is it? What's that great quote that we keep coming out with? Eighty-nine percent or eighty-seven percent of all advertising is ignored. Like it's not even noticed.
0: No, well that's is that. Dave Trott? I think that's his. Where I think he quite eloquently says that ninety percent of it is is a complete waste, and it's being pissed up against the wall. It's just a waste of time. So if that gives ten percent the potential to be noticed. Yeah. And how much of that 10% actually has the probability of impact? Well, let's not say leading, because I think we both agree it doesn't lead culture, but <laughs> impacting or influencing culture.
1: Yeah. Culture, like culture. Culture. Yeah. Culture. That's, a big statement. that's a very big statement. And and considering that that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a statistic out of my ass because that's where most statistics come from. Um <laughs> 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 sorry um I reckon at least 70% of advertising people advertising certainly advertising creatives are middle- class white people and quite a few of them are middle class white men and and to suggest that middle class white men have any business at the forefront of culture just leads me down a path where I just want to strangle myself with a rubber you know like just uh, uh, uh. Just, uh, just how the, how many privileged and pretentious do we need to be to believe that we actually can leak? Sorry, sorry, you can see which buddy high horse. I'm there. Let's just let's bring the high horse back. Let's bring the high horse back and just trot him down through here. Because I remember
0: I'm, he loves he loves a little moonwalk as he goes backwards <laughs> across the old high horse when JD's up on his high horse, but. I think it's a really important point you raised, J.D., and I think you've really articulated it very well, the old, um, you know, could we possibly lead culture? Well, I think the short answer from us is no. No. But if we're bloody great at what we do and we can come up with something that's so unique Mm. and something that is so influential, and again, I think these days, like, there's so much being consumed by by people across so many different mediums. You have to have something exceptional. It's going to permeate all of that and actually have an impact on culture. Like I think that's a that's a really big execution to to have gotten one hundred percent right. And God knows what you've done to sales if you've
1: oh. permeated culture. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You mean yes? You're lucky to get noticed. Yes. The best way we get to influence culture is to is if we get um if we get remember television remember television ads. Remember how of television ads used to be? And if you can get, if you can get kids in the playground re- repeating your slogan, or repeating your jingle, or you hear people whistling your jingle at the football, or you know that whole—I remember the first time they did that—kick um, uh, it to me, kick it to me. It's easy to tell who has vitabrits for breakfast.
0: I got it. Me, kick it to, me, kick it to me they're the ones with an edge for life vita breads from uncle toby's
1: remember that yeah and the and the like you hear it at the you hear it at footy grounds it's like kick it to me kick it to me it's like oh yeah i remember that buddy kieran perkins and buddy you know <clears throat> yeah it was brilliant my boy well and
0: again we've got to we've got to say whether we can get kids saying the lines from commercials is it a stretch to go from there that we're influencing culture?
1: I oh, know. I think we're I think we're influencing culture. I think we're giving I think we're giving people a chance to, you know, throw a little bit of enjoyment into their life and you know, a little bit of a shared laugh and a little bit of a shared language. Yeah. Well, it's a real stretch. I mean, I am a fully paid-up member of the capitalist army. I am. You know. Yeah. I'm in it for the sales. And, uh, and any clients out there who would like to talk to me about increasing the sales, please just give us a buzz. But, um, but for me to say I'm a part of the Army and then to say, actually, I'm leading the charge, I, you know. Big statement. It is, a, it is a very, very big statement.
0: And maybe one to end on, my boy. That's probably a great way for us to wrap. That's another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Don't go changing. I will not. And don't be bored next week. Our capitalist Army signing out. for day, sir. Over and out.